I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey friends, welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm really grateful that you're here. This week, I want to talk about remembering goodness in life, something that can feel hidden or maybe even just completely missing as the pandemic days roll on and devastating news fills our national and international feeds. You know, like small things (laughs) that we're dealing with right now. (laughs) But first, I want to share with you two awesome opportunities before we dive into the episode. A chance to save on my popular intuition program, Intuition Unlocked, and a chance to win. So between today, if you're listening to this podcast the day that it came out, and next Tuesday, August 31st, I'm running a surprise summer flash sale on my Intuition Unlocked program. This is huge. I don't just do summer flash sales, so this is a really special opportunity. This popular program is a self-paced online course on developing your intuition, and it gives you the foundation you need to confidently hear your inner voice, spirit guides, and unlock how the spirit world uniquely communicates with you personally. So all of us are intuitive. I actually believe that it is our birthright. And the quote-unquote technology we need to communicate with our soul and the spirit world around us, for example, like our spirit guides and our ancestors, that technology is already within us. It's already inside of our bodies, but we're not given a user's manual. I explained this the other day to someone that it's like we all show up, you know, with this fancy sports car metaphorically of a body that has these extra sensory perceptions that has the ability to tap into uh, that which is beyond um, the obvious, let's say. But nobody tells us how to work any of the gauges inside of that car. What does this button do? What is that? What happens if I do this? Uh, What are these special gears that are listed that I'm not typically used to do? No one gives us that user's manual. So then many of us go through life bumping intuition into our intuition rather than intentionally engaging with this. So for example, what this looks like when that happens to you is realizing your intuition was 100% spot on, but you followed your self-doubt. And now you have like this hindsight, like, ah, moment. (laughs) Have you had one of those? Yeah. Another example can be uncanny synchronicities. Like it's undeniable. There's like this weird synchronicity where you're um, always seeing seeing hawks. That was something that happened to me when I was really young. I had this uncanny connection with hawks. Or you're always seeing uh, the number 11. Next thing you know, you're having all these uh, synchronicities with uh, your um, now deceased father's name everywhere. And he has a very unusual name. This, you, you have these uncanny synchronicities that you know have meaning, but you can't seem to decode them. Another one is vivid dreams, and you can't seem to interpret them. They're like movies, and they're elaborate, and there's something there, but you can't quite figure out what it is. Or maybe perhaps you actually find some meaning, 
but then you're not sure how to follow through on the messages you can decipher. So I created Intuition Unlocked to cut through all of the confusion to make connecting to your intuition less of a, oh, I tripped on this rock and there's intuition (laughs) and more of this every day I have this in-depth, beautiful, deep relationship with my soul and my guides. That's what I created intuition for, to just cut through the confusion, bring you to the clarity. In other words, for me, Intuition Unlocked is the user's manual that you've been missing in life. So I want to give this to you. I want you to have this user's manual. I want everyone to have this user's manual. And that's why I'm running this flash sale right now. So to sign up and save, you can head over to marcymoberg.com forward slash links and you'll find the very top link, the very first thing you'll see flash sale. You just click that and then you can sign up. Just remember that the sale ends August 31st. So if this resonates at all with you, you want to find your user's manual and you want to know how your intuition, your spirit, your guides uniquely communicate with you. I'd love to support you and you can do that by signing up for Intuition Unlocked. Okay, the second thing is, did you know that I'm doing a giveaway? Also a couple days left on that. Cool thing is the dates for this line up with the sale. So you don't have to think about two dates. Everything ends August 31st. (laughs) Giveaway two. How the giveaway works is I want to give you a chance to win one of three prizes. All you have to do is participate in a podcast listener survey. I'm actually in the process of preparing for season three of the podcast, and I would really love to hear from you. I've gotten some amazing responses, some awesome creative ideas, and some ideas that are really resonating with what I kind of already was feeling intuitively of where I want to bring the podcast moving forward. So you can be a part of this community of people who will directly shape season three this fall. So if you're already listening to this, why wouldn't you want to shape it, right? (laughs) Don't you want to hear more of what you want to hear? (laughs) So tell me, all you have to do is just head on over to marcymobrick.com forward slash survey and uh, complete a short five minute survey by August 31st. Those who complete the survey will be entered into a drawing and you'll have a chance to win one of three prizes. Here's the one of three prizes that you can win. I think they're pretty amazing. Uh, If one of my favorite podcasters was running this kind of a giveaway, I would be floored and I would definitely sign up. So first prize is a one-on-one 60-minute intuitive coaching and healing session with me. I don't give those away and I definitely don't typically offer a single one-on-one session. The client work that I do is very deep and ongoing. So when clients work with me one-on-one, we do so in an ongoing relationship over a long period of time to go really deep. So this is a huge opportunity. And a client and fellow coach recently told me that no one quite does the work like you do, Marcy. And she was reflecting on kind of the power and the depth and the potency of my one-on-one work. And I was so appreciative of this because I, I'm always grateful when I get um, positive feedback from my clients. But to have positive feedback from not just a client, but someone who's in the same field in me as me, a fellow coach, and to tell me as somebody who's gone, you know, who's been trained by coaches herself as well and has, has done work with multiple coaches, for her to tell me that she's never seen anyone 
that can do the kind of work I do was just so touching and made me feel also so seen. I really do believe this is uh, my zone of genius, what I offer to the world. And um, I'd love for you to have the opportunity to receive that and to benefit of it, benefit from that. So just imagine what new clarity, confidence, and next steps you could create with expert support by completing a five-minute survey. I mean, that's a pretty amazing pandemic win, I think. <laughs> okay, second thing is, a second prize is a gorgeous gift box of self-care goodies snail mailed to you from me. Uh, we're all very worn out right now. <laughs> I'm very worn out right now. <laughs> I'm gonna talk a little bit about that in this episode and what I'm doing to support myself, but we're all worn out. And this gift box will be full of nourishing items to treat yourself and bring a positive boost to your September to next month. And the third prize is my favorite psychic clearing room spray. I will also snail mail that to you. I am a big believer in psychic protection and this room spray really does the job, but it also smells amazing. I love the way it smells. Um, it's great. It's a, it's a, Double bonus. It works well on clearing your space and it also uh, smells amazing. So during the first full week of September, I will pick names at random for the drawing and then I'll announce the winners. So again, for your special chance to win and the opportunity to shape season three, head on over to marcymoberg.com forward slash survey to complete the survey. It takes five minutes and you could win big. Okay, so... Let's talk about this week's episode. This week's episode is a re-air from season two. Uh, so many of us are struggling with the heaviness of the world right now, and I thought this, this episode could help. I recently realized myself that it was time for me to pick up affirmations, an affirmations practice once again, and just to kind of turn my internal focus a little bit more towards the goodness in the world because my heart felt really heavy and like pressed down. And I found myself really struggling to find glimmers of goodness. Even though there's a lot of beauty around us every single day if we look for it, but there's a lot right now. And we've been in a pandemic for more than a year and a half. And over time, all of those cumulative pressures add up. This, you know, what we're going through is not small and not insignificant. So if you find yourself feeling burned out, you find yourself feeling tired, maybe you just find your life feeling a little bit bland. It's okay. So many of us are feeling that right now. And this is kind of some of what piled up on my own plate. This is not all of it, but these are some of the pieces that we're feeling, I think, most present for me that had me go, okay, I, there's more here in my own internal, like spiritual self-care that I need to support my spirit right now. And some of what piled up on my own spirit included being a practitioner on the emotional front lines of this pandemic. I talk about that with my friends and family, you know, I'm, uh, gratefully I'm not in the healthcare industry. Um, but I am in the front lines of the emotional impacts of this pandemic. And I've been in the trenches with people this whole time. And I've walked through some really, really dark thresholds and corners with people. It's been tough 
very, very tough. And I've had an intimate seat to how tough emotionally and mentally it has been for folks. So that that's added up for me and some of my peers um, who also work in this field. I'm seeing that happen for them too. Some of what also piled up on my own spirit included the current surge in COVID cases, which really disrupted uh, our personal, my family's personal travel and social like daydreams and potential plans for the future. <laughs> we have intentionally not traveled and uh, not gotten on planes or things like that um, to keep particularly me safe because I'm immune compromised. And so this current surge just felt like another gut punch of, oh man, it's you know still not a good idea to, for us to travel right now. And um, yeah, that, that's been a lot. It's also included processing deeper layers of grief from my spring miscarriage. I had a miscarriage in March. And so I've been processing deeper layers of feelings from that as well. And then this devastating news that came out of places like Afghanistan and Haiti over the last couple of weeks. I sensed some burnout in myself earlier this summer. And so when I sensed that, I started slowing down and I gave myself more rest and I turned my focus towards really like nurturing my creativity. And all of these shifts have definitely been nurturing me, but I needed to tack back into something greater than myself recently and just connecting with um, my guides like I do on a daily basis didn't quite feel like enough. And I wanted to remember how life is really supporting me every single day. So I returned to an intentional practice that I've used at different times in my life, not to cover up the challenge, but to balance out the challenging feelings I hold. And that is affirmations. Affirmations help us find the goodness in life and in ourselves. For example, like reminding us that we can trust ourselves. We are worthy. We are supported. And one of the most affirming forces in my life has been my connection with nature. And right now, returning to affirmations and connecting with nature is bringing my spirit back into balance when it's feeling pretty tired. <laughs> and it's helping me remember that there is goodness in life, too, amidst the heartbreak. And all of us know this, but it's a different thing to know it and feel it, right? And my uh, current practice to pick up pick back up affirmations was to start to feel that again in my cells on a daily basis. So before I shift to this week's episode and continuing on about the connection with nature and how that can really restore us right now, I have an invitation. If you resonate with the idea of working with affirmations, just search for affirmations, the word affirmation, on Spotify, for example, and you might be surprised by how many amazing tracks of affirmations you can listen to. They're, they're just there. There's like a lot of them. Uh, I myself have been listening to some of them after my morning meditation or during a short midday cat nap or while I'm, for example, preparing a meal. And even if I don't have the energy sometimes to consciously repeat them to myself, or even sometimes I hear them and maybe I don't 100% feel them, it's okay. It's still having like this pep talk in my ear inevitably shifts my energy. Hello. 
Hello, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I am super happy that you are here today. I love to have this little space together and feel like we are cozied up in our favorite chairs with our favorite cups of tea chatting together about important topics related to tuning into ourselves and the wider world around us, pretty much always centered in some aspect and way to intuition. So if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm really grateful you're here. And if you're a longtime listener, thanks for coming back. This week, I want to reflect on a practice that has been really a cornerstone for me for a long time, but it's, it's one that I keep turning back to that I have found especially supportive during this pandemic time. And it's like a lifeboat for me sometimes during some of the most challenging times of my life. And that is intentionally acknowledging my connection and support from the greater web of life. Greater web of life meaning nature around me, the way that life sustains life and that sustains me really simply just by existing. You know, every time I wake up another day, there's a lot of life that supports me to do that. Um, And so I have found kind of really bringing presence to this to be quite powerful in my life, but especially during this pandemic time when the energy can feel really heavy. And life sometimes can feel constricting because there literally are restrictions. This practice grew out of a combination of several earlier practices in my life, including gratitude journaling, which is something that I did for a long time, uh, loving kindness meditations, and my work with my own guides, my own spirit guides. Along with this recent focus over the past several years to really reconnect with the lost indigenous ways of my European ancestors. So I've always really felt, I mean, a cornerstone of this is really the the piece around how nature supports us. And I've always felt really deeply connected to nature. I think many folks who likely, like yourselves, tune into this podcast probably feel the same way. And I have found that so many of us feel that as children, but somehow it's not that we don't feel it as adults. It's that somehow the kind of connection, the kind of really, really rich connection we often have inherently as children with nature somehow doesn't sustain itself as we move into adulthood. Nature is really like my sanctuary. And it has been more of a spiritual home for me than any of the spiritual homes I used to regularly attend, like churches when I was much younger and mosques earlier in my spiritual process. And as a kid, I retreated to nature for healing, for solitude, for comfort, and to know I belonged. And I spent time in nature exploring my imagination, connecting with the magic and the wonder of life, And I developed really, really deep relationships, very intimate, personal connections like dear friends with trees and animals and insects and wildlife all around my home. 
And I'll never forget this really specific, like one of the most, uh, I think, impactful early experiences I have of having this kind of relationship is a large evergreen tree that was perched in the front of my first home growing up. And I would climb inside that tree and sit on her branches for what seemed like hours, reveling in her like sappy smell and the way she created like a cocoon that I could enjoy time to myself. There was like this one big, big branch that would be kind of at the bottom of her. And I figured out this way that if I kind of just gently stepped on it, it wouldn't break. It would kind of open. It was almost like a little drawbridge and I would crawl, like gently step on it, go inside and it would just kind of kind of close behind me. So it felt like I was in like this little cocoon when I really needed one. And her branches were like the best mothering hug and holding of my body and comforting my tears, hearing the echoes of my laughter. I feel like that tree and I witnessed a lot together in ways that maybe uh, not all the humans did in my life. And there's something really potent about nature because when you show up to nature, you don't have to be somebody. You can be, you can just be, you know? You don't have to like play some script of some identity. And it's really powerful in how we can be held in that way. Many clients and students I've, I've met throughout my work have had similar profound connections in their own ways with nature as kids that maybe you know, became distant for them as they moved into adulthood. And that's because, you know, they became busy and preoccupied with things that adulting, quote unquote adulting, takes, like our attention to working and paying bills and tending to the chores. And yet returning to this connection, like a child, returning to our recognition of our place in the wider web of life, open-hearted, So often, one of the most healing steps my clients and students can take, and it's something that's like immediately accessible to us right now, restriction-wise or not. Like nature, the world around us hasn't gone anywhere. The sun is still here. The moon still comes at night. The stars are still there. The sky is ever-present above us. I see a reconnection with nature, really intertwined with several topics like gratitude, individualism versus community and intuition. And they all weave this rich tapestry together that leads us to know just how deeply we are held by life in every moment. So I kind of want to explore some of those with you today that really feed into a practice that I'm going to speak about at the end of this episode for how we can start to reweave this relationship with the web of life. So let's start with some science on the power of gratitude because as much as I love me some, you know, spirit connection and energy work and all the things, I also love research and science too. So studies over the past decade have found that people who consciously count their blessings tend to be happier and less depressed. One study from UC Berkeley, which is super interesting, with 300 
university students seeking, these, these 300 university students that they surveyed were seeking mental health support. They were struggling with their mental health at that time and found that through this kind of experiment that they did, that those who actually wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after this gratitude writing, writing exercise, after it ended. And researchers found that gratitude writing can be beneficial for those who struggle with mental health concerns. And you know, I think prior to then, there was this understanding that gratitude practices help those who are already pretty resilient to become more resilient. But this research was interesting because it documented that it actually did make an impact on those who were struggling with their mental health. So that was quite significant and interesting. And that practicing gratitude on top of receiving psychological counseling, which these students were getting, carries greater benefits than counseling alone. So they found that in the group that was getting counseling support and doing a gratitude practice, that their, uh, their mental health actually improved more, which was really interesting. And they found that those who practice gratitude on top of that <clears throat> were also more attentive to how they expressed gratitude to others. So in other words, practicing gratitude strengthens our ability to express gratitude in our life towards others. And that can be expressing through words of affirmation. It can be even through giving to a cause we care about. Other research suggests that practicing gratitude changes our brains. I always find that interesting. I love to find research that says that because I certainly feel like that's definitely been what's happened for me. For example, one study uh, said that on that was on focused on gratitude and appreciation found that participants who felt grateful showed a marked reduction in the level of cortisol, the stress hormone, and they had better cardiac functioning and were more resilient to emotional setbacks and negative experiences. Like I really see that as just, you know, overall an increase in resilience. And the last piece of research I will speak to is the Mindfulness Awareness Research Center of UCLA asserted in their research that gratitude does change the neural structures in the brain and makes us feel happier and more content. The way I think about this is of how to explain it <clears throat> is that it's like a car analogy that I like to use sometimes when I'm teaching about neural receptors. So given that our brain has neuroplasticity, the ability to literally be rewired with practice, we can literally train our brain to focus in different ways. And as we train our brain to focus in different ways, it can change our wiring. So for example, let's say you wanna buy a Honda Civic. As you consider whether to buy the car, suddenly you start to see a lot more Honda Civics, like everywhere. Has that ever happened to you? Like, wow. Suddenly, everyone in your city has a Honda Civic. Is that because that's the reality that now everyone has a Honda Civic or there's some like strange, you know, eerie Netflix kind of saga um, of a series where all the cars, the, the drivers are on the road at the same time trying to convince you to buy the car? No, that would be an interesting like Black Mirror-like episode or something. Anyways, since, since that's not really what's happening... Your mind is focused on the civic, 
more. That's what's happening. Like you've drawn your attention there. So your neuroreceptors, your brain in essence is focusing there and is peaked, is anticipating looking for them. So in the same way, when we attune ourselves to how life is supporting us, to how the wider web of life is connected to us, to our connection that we have with nature and our gratitude to this wider web of support that exists every single day, whether we see it or not, we attune our neuroreceptors to more often than not pick up what we can be grateful for and to recognize just how often we truly are supported. This brings me to the next piece. Now that we've talked about gratitude, I want to talk about individualism and the collective. And I'm really feeling lit up, excited, digging the increasing commentary that I'm seeing lately on the need for revillaging and the way that modern culture doesn't seem to support us to thrive. Because our hyper-focus on the individual in modern times, particularly where I live in North America, is extremely harmful. And part of the equation that as adults leads us to feel disconnected from life and unsupported. And we've insulated ourselves into exclusively our nuclear families away from this wider quote-unquote village of support of community. And as we've done so, then it shouldn't be any surprise that we've isolated ourselves from the other wider web of life, like nature, like the fact that, you know, the sun shines every single day and supports our life. And so too, some of that has happened because we've insulated ourselves into these buildings of our homes that we don't just come to for food and rest or shelter during weather, but it's something like we live inside of our homes so much more now. We're outdoors so much less. So we literally are separated. We literally live a lot of our days separated by walls and a ceiling and separated alone with ourselves or our partner, or a nuclear family, from this wider web of community, this wider web of nature around us, of which we belong to every single day. And don't get me wrong, shelter, of course, is essential from the elements. It's good and it's important. And these multi-levels of separation that have increased in time and focus have really impacted our psyche and led us into a life where we are hashtag self-made when nothing we do is ever truly done alone. Like me recording this podcast right now, I'm recording it on a computer that I did not build or create or design on a microphone that I did not build or create or design that I did not, that I did not personally ship to me. There were people and other people yeah that supported like the processing of the payment like etc etc we we don't do life alone but because of all these layers of individualism and this hyper focus on it there is this illusion that we do everything alone which then therefore leads us to cut ourselves away from feeling recognizing, giving gratitude for this wider web of support. So then in times like this pandemic, 
when we're already feeling isolated, the isolation becomes so great. When we're already feeling like we're missing a lot of the the enjoyment in our life, the lack of goodness feels so great. When we're dealing with really heavy topics like loss and grief, then any sort of recognition of abundance and possibility is missing. Now let's explore this final piece that I see all this connected to, and that's intuition. Of course, it always comes back to intuition for me because that's really like the buck stops there for me. It's always, always comes back to intuition because intuition is always about our connection to ourself. It's always about our connection to life. It's always about our connection to our guides. It's about being connected. So what is intuition's connection with the wider web of life, of nature? Well, intuition really is the gateway to return back into connection with nature, like true connection, like relationship with, like our ancestors and the children we once were before. Reconnecting to our intuition opens us up to being in communication with animals and trees and plants and stones and land and mountains and rivers and the wider plane of existence around us. It opens us up not only to communication, but to experiencing them in a different way, to noticing them, to being present to and with in a different way. Life is communicating with us. It's just that we're so stuck in our individualism. We're so stuck in our fears. We're so stuck in our rational analytical mind, which is important, but it's only one part of ourselves that we're unable to hear this other wider channel of communication of which there are many frequencies, many, you could say, many telephone numbers <laughs> trying to dial in to this other channel of communication. You cannot hear your intuition if you are this isolated. You can't. So really, I see reconnecting to nature as part of the gateway of being able to open up to our intuition again. In other words, because we do not embody our wholeness, we cut ourselves off from the inherent wholeness existent in life. And part of this wholeness is intentionally participating in the wholeness of life as stewards of land and also as receivers of the blessings and healing that land does on us. Like we're not just here as some, you know, it's not like nature is around us as like some static existence that we're here to like project our ideas onto and to do, do what we want. And like <laughs> nature is impacting and influencing us um, in ways that we're not even realizing, not even realizing. And anyone who's kind of been slightly attuned to that, even in like the smallest of ways, you will notice that there are certain places that you visit certain lands that you've spent time on, certain trees that you have been by that somehow move something in you or heal you or open you up or you had an insight, you had clarity, or if you're a writer, maybe there are certain places that you, it's like your writing comes to you easier. That's, that is no accident. It's not just like you're in some landscape and it's beautiful. 
like there are potent portals and ways that nature is working on us all the time. And we're just kind of like in denial of that. So last year I spoke about how disconnection with the wider web of life creates a sense of loneliness in us. So let's talk now about, well, okay, how do we begin to repair? One way, one way that I believe we can start to repair is through gratitude. More often than not, I start my mornings with meditation. Meditation has been a cornerstone of my morning practice for a long time. It keeps me sane. It keeps me connected to myself. Uh, taking time to tune into how I'm feeling, how my body is, and reconnecting to my center. And then after I attune to myself, to like my, my human self and my spirit self, I really like gather myself, then I start to turn my attention outwards. And when I do, one of the first places I like to do, that I, one of the first places I like to turn that I find is a nourishing practice and has been supportive, but especially supportive during this pandemic time, is taking time to reflect on the many inherent layers of life supporting me just for existing. And this has been significantly, like this practice has been significantly influenced by my continued exploration of the like lost indigenous ways of my European ancestors. They still exist. They exist, you know, I'm a, over the last several years, there's been lots of finding them in books and people and things like that. Um, but they didn't exist in my family lines is what I mean. They got lost there. Um, this deeper connection to nature got lost. This deeper practice of starting the day and really recognizing uh, how life is supporting us and also the greater beings and nature that influence us and, and our sacred teachers of us, like the way the sun always rises every single morning and brings light to my day and literally feeds my body through the plants that become my food and medicine, right? Plants depend on that sunlight, that photosynthesis. They are able to photosynthesize. And that way that they translate that light ends up becoming nutrients for my body and becoming part of the medicine that supports me or the way that the moon brings light even in the dark with her blue glow on nighttime walks and inspires me to go inward and connect with my own inner personal cycles my own inner personal moon cycles as a, a woman who menstruates or the way the earth gives me a place to call home have you ever thought about that? Like, this earth gives you a home. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's quite deep when you really reflect on it. Like, thank you for giving me a place to call home. It's not just the building where you live. It's like, no, no, the ground that exists, this planet gave us a home. That's quite big. It's quite a generous giving and continues to nourish plants and animals that grant me oxygen. They grant me beauty. They grant me inspiration. They facilitate clothing, right? I have clothing on me right now that's made out of, uh, you know, lots of plant fibers like cotton, for example. 
Um, and this earth does all this nourishing that then, again, facilitates plants and animals and that become my medicine, that become food. So it's like earth just reflecting just on the planet earth is quite profound. So there are so many layers of support to our life that I just think we just take for granted. We don't slow down to reflect on. We don't slow down to notice. And by the time I, I do this in the morning, when I really take the time to reflect on the layers of support in my life, by the time I finish, I often find like this really beautiful warmth is starting to grow in my heart. I, my state feels dramatically different. Like my first layer of meditation really helps me kind of center and focus. But this one does like a alchemical transformation in me is the best way I can describe it. It's like I feel like I'm plugging back in to the family that I belong to in a sense of life. And uh, the like whispers of tearful joys are also usually often in my eyes. And sometimes I do cry from a place of like feeling so moved for how life is supporting me every day without me even like just because I exist. And like as, as this exhale of knowing that even when life is tough, there's a lot of inherent goodness around me, a lot of inherent goodness around all of us. And this gives me, this gives me glimmers of hope. So this is my invitation for you. My invitation is to take some time in your day. If you like the morning, you might do that. I like the morning because I think it sets the tone for the day, but you can do whatever feels supportive. But just see if you can reflect on the many liar, layers of life supporting you. Like really slowing down and trying to reflect on the layers of nature that support you. You know, because of rain, you have water. Like that's significant. Or because there's a river near you, you have water or a creek. These are really, these are things we take for granted that are here and exist and um, are beautiful gifts that life is uh, giving to us. And even just that simple, the simpleness of like, I have a home because of earth. I receive light during the day, which then facilitates food because of the sun. I'm not in total, total darkness when it's nighttime because of the moon. Like that's it's pretty big. So you want to take some time to really reflect on those and, and, and don't just like surface level reflect on it. Take time to feel it. Take time to really feel, uh, the resonance of that. And that's how you can then start to reweave, I think, repair your connection with the greater wide, wider web of life and nature. And I truly believe when we take time to do this, it, it is, it changes our state. Now, if you are listening to this and you're the kind of person that loves to have support for a practice like this, I am sending out a meditation specifically for this purpose, uh, what I call my expanding gratitude meditation to my newsletter list. 
that really walks through a process to inspire you to start to do this. So it's a guided meditation to really reflect on the different layers of support in our life. So if you want that, make sure you join my newsletter and then click reply to the first like, you know, email you get that gives you also a bonus gift of uh, an excerpt from my intuition program for free. And just click reply to that email and let me know that you want the expanding gratitude meditation. And I will make sure to send it your way so that you can enjoy it. It's a really rich practice and it is uh, from my upcoming 12-month apprenticeship program um, where we're going to dive really, really deep into transforming our lives truly over the next 12 months in a small intimate group. Details for that are coming very soon. So if you, um, you get this expanding gratitude meditation, you'll have a little bit of a glimmer into a tiny piece of what this beautiful transformative program will be like. So I hope that you found this um, episode as rich as it was for me to create and reflect on and share. If you did, I would really be so grateful if you could share it with others. And the easiest way that you can do that is two ways. You can take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast episode and share it on social media. I'm on Instagram at Marcy Moberg and also on Facebook at Intuition with Marcy. That's the first way. And then the second way is to share your reviews, ideally five stars. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts um, or if your podcasting platform has an opportunity to give give, uh, a review, you can do that there. And that's just like a really nice way that you can practice gratitude for this episode and, uh, and give back. In the meantime, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, night, wherever you are. And I look forward to having you join me during the next episode. Remember that being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.